Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. Okay, another edition of Rock and Roll American Football. We're talking the big, the small, the medium, and generally the, the stupid of the NFL. All, my name's all sizes. Ooh, all sizes. All sizes of the NFL. Uh, my name's Jay Lawrence. Uh, joining me is Glenn Carter II, also known as Carter. What's cracking, Get Jay? Carter. Get Carter. Oh, wow. Old, old reference there. Nice. I don't nice. think I've seen Get Carter, actually. I, th- I think it's... Uh, I, think I, don't I, was think, thinking, I don't think anyone under the age of 45 has seen Get Carter. I was uh, thinking of that film with Steve Carell. Uh, is that called something completely different? Let me have a look. Oh, it's a, I'm sure it was a reboot. Steve Carell. Get Carrell smart. And, and no, like, get oh, smart. Okay. I think it's a very <laughs> different film. Yeah, this is when he is a... It looks like he's like a James Bond type figure. Yeah. Um, with Anne Hathaway. Uh, Steve Carell, very talented man, but there was a point of his career where I think he was just in some bad films, uh, like Schmucks, Dinner with Schmucks or something like that. If you, never, if you haven't watched it, just a yeah. little hint, never watch it. Just, <laughs> just a straight up bad film. So what you're saying is there was a point in Steve Carell's career where he was just making money because that's, you know, that makes sense too. That's it. I think there yeah. was a point where basically – Maybe like during the beginning of The Office, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a comedy actor. And then at one point, he's like, I don't need to be a comedy actor. And now he can basically just do anything because uh, Steve Carell is a, is a wonderful human being. Yeah, sports, um, re- sports related, though. He did a really good fox catcher. I, I, I hear he did a – I had never seen the film, but he was a coach or something that was mm, a, sort well, of a, a, a dark think, movie. That's I what I was going to say. I think it's a dark movie. Apparently, he was amazing in it, but I've not actually, uh, I've not yeah. actually seen it. Um, from <laughs> Steve Carell to probably what we should be talking about uh, – the National Football League, week two in the books, all of that, done and dusted. Uh, we can go through some headlines now, actually, Carter, if that's okay with you. Um, we'll yeah. start We'll start with uh, Lamar Jackson doing what he does best on the ground, you know, improving in the air as well. Mm. Baltimore Ravens, 36. Kansas City Chiefs, 35. Um, this was actually a game that I think a lot of people just sort of had in the books, mainly because of Patrick Mahomes. I think a lot of people just sort of thought, that this game was was going to be won by the Kansas City Chiefs, um, but uh, the Ravens getting it done, getting it done. <clears throat> excuse me, right at the end of the game, and um, there was this amazing moment, and there was an amazing moment in the game, Carter, where uh, <laughs> where uh, Lamar Jackson does a Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know if anyone's actually spoken about this yet. He is, he, you know, last in the last Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes did that incredible uh, midair throw. Sure. Yeah, uh, and it didn't get of into course. a touchdown, but it, it should have. It should have been caught, basically, and it should have been a touchdown. It's, it's still on highlight reels, even exactly. though it wasn't caught. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it wasn't quite the same as that, but Lamar Jackson did have a moment where he was he was forced to be in midair and throw the ball and uh, touchdown. It was a touchdown, not quite yeah. the same as Patrick Mahomes, but I did think it was a little ironic. Um, you know, Baltimore Ravens beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I know it's week two, Carter. Was that a uh, would you call it an upset? I don't know if you would call it an upset, would you? I think you have to because it's Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes, and we know the history of – Lamar Jackson even spoke about it after the game, which is he finally got this monkey off his back, which is they went out – it was a couple of seasons ago. They went out in the first round of the playoffs to the Chiefs, mm. and then the second – the, the year after that, I think it was an early exit. This is the Ravens I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Early exit as well. I think the, they've played three times. They've played four times so far. This is the first one he's won. Uh, I would say even though it's week two and even though the Chiefs are always in figuring it out 
slash God mode of a team. <laughs> there, it's I wouldn't I would call it an upset uh, because the Ravens are down to like their sixth quarter, uh, sixth running back or something. Yeah, um, and they're, they're Tavius deep- Murray and Devonta Freeman both being the uh, the running backs today. Uh, yeah, it's, or two of their running backs, both of whom I don't think were. Uh, definitely not two weeks ago, but maybe they even 10 days ago. Weren't yeah. on the team. Weren't <laughs> yeah. on the team. One of them was called up from the practice squad like yesterday or, or the day before. Or, um, But yeah, I, I think I think it's an upset. You you have a, d- a diminished Baltimore Ravens team, you know, for all the reasons we just mentioned. And uh, There was a brilliant you- tweet actually, uh, Carter. Let me read this tweet to you from um, Mitchell yeah. Schwartz, the Chiefs offensive tackle. Um, and I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I guess we don't really think about it, especially, you know, being in this country where it's a little bit easier to get to A to B and all of that. Um, Mitchell Schwartz says, you know what especially sucks about that loss? Sitting on a bus waiting to leave, the bus ride to the airport, waiting for the plane to take off, three hour flight, driving home at like 5am, tired, uh, and all that time thinking of the plays you could have done better on. I mean, you forget, didn't you? I just thought they'd stay in a hotel that night. No, they're, they're, they're going <laughs> no. home immediately. And I guess you don't want to stay in a hotel when you just lost. I mean, all you think it's like, I just want to get out of, you know, get out whatever of whatever city, yeah, possible. whatever city you're in. Yeah. Uh, next up, injuries. Injuries, Carter. We absolutely piled them up. It was a little My bit of a goodness. crazy weekend for them. And I'm just going to focus on quarterbacks as well because there were loads of other injuries and lots of other positions, but we'll just focus on quarterbacks, okay? Chicago Bears, Andy Dalton, uh, mm. Miami Dolphins, Tua Tonga Vailoa, mm. Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz, uh, Houston Texans, uh, Terod Taylor. So all of those, uh, all of those um, players had to leave the game and uh, are unlikely to return at least to the, to the next game for their respective teams. Uh, Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns and Derek Carr from the Las Vegas Raiders. They both went out as well, but they managed to they managed to come back. I might even be missing some players. That's how bad it was. It was a crazy, crazy weekend. That's before um, you that's before you even get to the I mean like the Broncos lost a couple of linebackers. I think Brad the Chubb is, is one of the guys. Brandon Graham uh, is out for the season for, for Philadelphia Eagles. I think yeah. it is it, it was it was just mad. And do you know what this this means? Just just from looking at the um looking at just the quarterback situation right here, we'll just focus on Andy Dalton, the the, the four that I mentioned initially, is what do they always say? The 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 most the, what is it one of the most important members of your team is your backup quarterback yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know how many of those it's a weird situation in Houston we don't need to get into it with uh, Deshaun Watson uh, you know Andy Dalton it might have the only the, the Andy Dalton and the Bears might have the only team that has a sufficient backup quarterback with Justin Fields then. Uh, number one draft pick uh, their uh, first round draft pick even Justin uh, Fields sh- Chicago though right. That's what I said, yeah. Andy Dalton oh, yeah, for sorry, Chicago yeah, yeah. Bears, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, is, it's, it was just a mad weekend. Uh, and I don't think that there's anything that you can really draw from it. There's no angle you can take. It's just, in this situation, just bad luck. Yeah, you could, I mean, I was thinking about the whole COVID conditioning bit, you know, it's, but it's, you know, the season's a little longer this year, yeah. you know, if people have adjusted appropriately, I, I, I totally agree. It's week two. So it's, you, I don't think there's any trends that you can speak of, but I mean, it, it, of all those quarterback injuries specifically, I think Tua Tagovailoa was the worst because he got mm. crushed okay. after he got sacked, I think four times before he left the game. And then he got absolutely crushed, um, when he, when they did knock him out, um, but then the the Dolphins' offensive line didn't 
think that, you know, improving was a good idea or they just couldn't improve because the backup QB got sacked, sacked twice when he came in the game. So it was, I think, Jacoby Brissett um, mm-hmm. came in to replace him. He's not Tua. one of the worst backup quarterbacks in the league. You know, no, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it just, it's really, really tough, particularly for Miami, who was building from, uh, you know, a, a pretty solid year last year after the previous year was not so great. But just really sucks to, and especially as a quarterback, uh, I think he's okay. But well, like you're, his, you're looking, well, he's got bru- bruised ribs. I was going to say his bruised ribs, which is- At least I mean, they're not cracked or fractured. I was going to say, yeah. Tough, tough to toss a ball when, yeah. when you can't breathe. <laughs> well, the Dolphins, uh, well, we don't need to talk about the Dolphins, but they did not score one point in their game uh, against the Bills. Um, Yikes. But the, uh, and, you know, they were looking for Tua Tonga Vailoa to, to take that extra step, weren't they? But we'll have yeah. to see whether yeah. they can even be on the field next week. Uh, and lastly, uh, just very, very quickly, rookie issues. It's not too much of a surprise, to be honest with you, just purely because they're rookies. Trevor Lawrence, the Messiah, uh, uh, not, not necessarily. <laughs> Jesus himself. Yeah, either, either, either throwing an amazing, amazing throws or head-scratching throws and uh, yeah. for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Zach Wilson with four interceptions. And, and I watched, I watched parts, of, uh, parts of the game and they were not good uh, interceptions. <laughs> you know, there's some, there's some that you're like, all right, you know, if, if someone, maybe, you're yeah. like, oh, well, is it's it a, your fault? It's, blah, blah, it's blah. a tip no. ball, he dropped ball. Exactly, thing, exactly, maybe. exactly. No, no. no, not this time around. Zach Wilson. Uh, I, yeah. I think I read a stat that the, I need to just double check this to be honest with you. The, the last, the the three, the only three quarterbacks to go five interceptions within their first two games are um, are Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Nathan Peterman. If you remember from a few years Ooh, ago, who, sure. who's not, who actually, you know, if you thought that Zach Wilson had a bad game, Nathan Peterman they did four interceptions in one half, if I remember correctly. So, <laughs> so, so, so not particularly great. Not particularly great, but you know, I, we, Jack Jacksonville's facing some tough challenges. Rookie, you could call Urban Meyer rookie coach, although I think he had a small stint in the in the league previously. But he's having to make a ton of adjustments with a rookie quarterback this year. So I, this is what I, I can expect. And Jacksonville's just not not that great. So yeah, well, everything is forgiven. I think within the first couple games, um, and and it's weird, really. I find that despite. Despite uh, Trevor Lawrence having all this hoo-ha coming into the league, you know, being so good, blah, blah, blah. I feel like there's been less focus on him. And maybe this is just from my perspective. Maybe it's not true. There's been more media focus on, uh, sorry, less media focus on him than there has been uh, the other two rookie quarterbacks that have started, uh, Mac Jones with the Patriots uh, and Zach Wilson with the Jets. And I don't know why that is. I guess the only thing I can think of is that with the Patriots and with the Jets, they are traditionally larger teams larger followed teams so in a way uh jacksonville jaguars uh, and with trevor lawrence <laughs> there's a possibility that he could be slightly ever so slightly off the radar if that's possible being a number one uh draft pick uh but if he gives him that opportunity to maybe you know get into the league but it could be that and this is just what happens isn't it that it's just yeah it, it would take a little while to to get in there won't but, it? but don't you think like i, I mean mac jones beat out Cam Newton for the job, and it's the Patriots. Don't you think the Patriots organization um, sort of gives Mac Jones a bit of cover for him to sort of produce? I mean, they're going to give Mac Jones probably, you know, to the end of the season to see whether or not that was a good decision. But And then in, in addition, if you're talking about organizations, the Jets are trash. 
So no one's expecting their quarterback to be any good whatsoever. Uh, but don't. But you know, Mac Jones gets a bit of cover because of the Patriots, right? Uh, I, I think he gets a little bit cover in what way? Covering, uh, I guess. I mean, I'm sure local press in New England is obsessing over every detail, but everyone thinks that okay, if Bill Belichick chose him, okay, we're going to give him a little. We're going to give him a bit more runway than we would the guy that we've obsessed over, Trevor Lawrence, coming in as the Messiah from Alabama into Urban Myers. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, sorry, sorry. Enter uh, Mac, Mac Jones, Mac Jones from, Alabama. from Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Into this Jacksonville offense. Like, everyone's been obsessing over Trevor Lawrence for the longest time. Well, I, I think that in the only thing that I would say is not necessarily cover in the, in the respect of we'll give him a you know longer leash, but – you know, this is just what happens when you get drafted into, um, for lack of a better word, better organizations, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, I wouldn't use that word lightly, but I would when it comes to the New England Patriots, you know, just need to look at the Against the decades, Jets or the Jags? You? Yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is with the Jets, is, you know, the, and with the Jags, is that they've got new coaching staff come in. So again, you got, everyone's, everyone's going to have a slightly longer leash than they would do usually, just because it's the start of everyone's tenure. But that doesn't mean necessarily that, the criticism is not going to be there, uh, to, especially towards the latter half, the latter half, the latter stages of this season. Uh, I think that we'll start to see improvements from uh, definitely Trevor Lawrence, just because he'll just start get used to it. But it's weird because this is where you know you see Trevor Lawrence, who is now zero and two for the first time in his in his career, high yeah. school. You know, he yeah. ne- if if I remember correctly, he'd never lost a regular season game ever right. in his life. If it's from high school, college. Uh, and now it's in the NFL as well. But, you know, well, I'm sure that he expected to lose a game. Well, Simon, uh, yeah. this, is, this is what we pay you for. <laughs> like, this yeah, is exactly this is the big this is the big league here. Gonna... All right, Carter. So I want to do um, a, a little game uh, that is either going to be called. I'm not. You can choose a name. You can choose a name. Excellent. It's either called Get Off That Train. Or. <laughs> OK. Or. <What's> next. <laughs> <laughs> or. I choo choo choose you. Oh, Damn, that's I'm gonna choo choo choose me, you Jay. Us choose us. I choose, choose us. us. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Feel like we're getting engaged. Yeah. Um, basically, each of us are gonna give three statements, and the idea is is the other person says, Are we gonna be staying on that train or are we getting off? Do we disagree with that statement? Uh, so this can be whatever train line you fancy, maybe one that you go on regularly, maybe you're an underground train, uh, it's really mm. completely up to you. Maybe we're talking, um, I'm trying to think of any train system in the United States of America, but there's not. Uh, you get the good, Amtrak, no, there's absolutely terrible. Uh, Amtrak runs pretty, pretty. I thought Amtrak, isn't Amtrak a train or is it a bus? I thought it was a, no, I'm thinking Greyhound no, is the bus. Greyhound's a bus, Amtrak's a train, yeah. Okay, you sell, up, you sell up in New England, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, North, Northeastern United States. Was right? there a train system in uh, Virginia? Uh, yeah, Amtrak. Amtrak runs, you know, I think down to the beach, to Richmond, to up to DC. Yeah, when I was in New Orleans, there's like no trains. No, like, the tra- they're not particularly pop- They used to be. They used to be railroads all over the United States. Yeah, it's now. like, why? I mean, not like, so much. I guess, I, okay, I guess, you know, New Orleans is underwater, so maybe that's the case. Well, Jim, um, there is a pretty sizable infrastructure plan that is trying to get passed in the U.S. Congress, and if we can do that, maybe we'll get some trains for you, and we'll name them Oba, do after it. you. Yeah. Do it. I think it's <laughs> worth it. Uh, okay, so would you like to start? Would you like to give me your 
uh, train stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna choo choo choose Jay mm-hmm. uh, if if you would allow me. Um, would you choose Kenny Galladay's side, wide receiver for the Giants, after he was caught barking at uh, Danny Nichols, Danny Dimes? <laughs> And or his offensive coordinator for not getting him the ball or not getting him as involved uh, in the week two game. Happy to give you some context in that, but they were just as a quick note, there were there was a bit of barking on the sideline. People thought that the quarterback and his receiver, his top free agent signed receiver, were arguing about production. And I think it was the fourth quarter where he was upset. Well, I think that I think that Kenny Galladay since said that apparently it was directed at offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. But you, you yeah. know, the, yeah, only, yeah. the only thing that I would say in regards to that, and you know, I'm not necessarily saying that he's not telling the truth, obviously, but you know, it, it looks a lot better if you're shouting at your offensive uh, coordinator than it does uh, your quarterback. Does it? it? Just on optics, does it, doesn't it? Does it though? I was just assuming word. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know because the. Because the OC could just be like, don't pass in the ball. <laughs> like, here's, here are the non-Kenny Galladay plays. That's what we're going. Week three, no touches. Well, do... I mean, he'd be stupid. I don't think, I, be stupid I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm on his side. I'll tell you why I don't think I'm, I'm on his side. Okay. Because for, for a couple of reasons. Because, you know, this is week two of the regular season. I know that the, the New York Giants have um, had a very frustrating start to the season. But it's week... Two now, do I think that you know there needs to be a discussion? If you believe that, then sure, discuss it with them. Maybe not the uh, the right time to do it in the fourth quarter of a game. Galladay had three catches on eight targets, mm. thirty eight yards. Jeez, uh, that is, and he you know he dropped one as well. I mean that that isn't great. And the game before, uh, and, and sorry for seven catches for one hundred and two yards in his first two games. And the problem with the problem is this: is that I'm not being funny. I'm on his side, but everyone could see this coming. Everybody could see this coming. Sure, Kenny Galladay joining the New York Giants, which on paper is good for the New York Giants, but on paper is not good for Kenny Galladay. Nope. It does, he's he's been somebody that has been when he's been on the field uh, with Detroit Lions and, and Matthew Stafford. He got the ball. Because yeah. he was the best receiver, he got the ball, and now he's he's still the best receiver. There are some, be- there are some also some other good options in the New York in the New York Giants uh, receiver core, you know. But uh, what I would say is that there is a difference, unfortunately, between Matthew Stafford and the Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Oh, one hundred percent. The cheese. By the way, uh, sleeper pick for the Super Bowl: L.A. Rams. I don't even know if that's a sleeper pick anymore, to be honest. Yeah, with I you. know. My goodness, I, I don't even think. I, I, th- I think that people would be like, "Now nah, you're going with the favorite. Yeah. You're going with the favorite now." Maybe so. Maybe so. Okay, number two. I got another. Oh, one. No, let me. Know. Yeah, no. We'll go, oh, we'll no, go you on go. each. We'll go on each. We'll go yeah, on okay, each. We'll cool, go. Cool, cool. Are you getting off on this stop? Are you staying on the train? I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose to keep going. I should have done this. This some sort of train noise in the background. Okay. The Carolina Panthers mm. have been lucky so far in their schedule, starting with the New York Jets and the New Orleans Saints. Are you staying on the train? Do you agree with that, or are you getting off? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep chugging because I agree with that. 
Because when they made this schedule, what they do it a season in advance at least. But we don't uh, hear about it for if we don't hear about it until like until April. We we find out. Yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. with the Carolina Panthers, um, they were always going to play the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, they were always going to play the New Orleans Saints. It was debatable whether they were going to play the Drew Brees less or uh, New Orleans Saints. Hmm. But if we're the Panthers and our star player, not even just back, but player, Christian McCaffrey is coming back from injury. Uh, what better way to bring him back in than uh, week one with the Jets <laughs> and uh, week two with a potential non – with a breezeless New Orleans Saints where, you know, Jameis Winston wasn't the Jameis Winston of week one, didn't throw five touchdowns, you know, threw a pick or so. But he did get one, one TD in there. Uh, so one TD, one pick, which is, you know, if we remember well, his, more, pick, more than one pick. More, than, more than one pick, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that, yeah. Um, if we remember his terrible last season with the Bucks, that's about his average. Uh, so, uh, yeah, pretty lucky, pretty lucky, and we'll see what happens. I don't know who they play week three. Do you think that they? I mean, look, I don't want to make it seem like we're being harsh on the Carolina Panthers because they have played well in both games, um, uh, especially in that in that second game uh, against the Saints. They really, really, they really owned it. But when I guess you could say that it's um, going to be the New York Jets and the New Orleans Saints who are sort of finding themselves uh, yeah. also been injured. I know they had the amazing game against the Green Bay Packers in the first game and maybe it was a, a nice start for Matt Rule's team. And they play in their next game, Carter, uh, which is on Thursday night. It is Carolina Panthers mm. at Houston Texans who don't Ooh. have a quarterback. Mm. So oh, this could be a, a little bit of a nice start for the Carolina Panthers, a surprise start. They could be, if they get through against Houston, 3-0 and in the NFC South, a team where the Bucks were favourites and the, and the Saints were highly fancied as well. Yeah. Uh, Falcons not bothered. But the, you know, <laughs> a good yeah. little start. So they, got you, good, they got a good kicker though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Young Way Koo. Big yeah. fan of Young Way Koo. Yeah. Um, all right, then we'll, we'll go through the uh, next one. Another one, please, Carter. Uh, would you, Jay, you know what? You agree with this. I'm pretty sure you do that all the commentators were 100% correct when they wrote off Aaron Rodgers' entire season last week, um, given the way they started. You, you, you did, any, that, did right? anyone really – did they really write them off, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers put off? Some, some big names on ESPN were like, oh, he should give back some money or oh, some <laughs> – like, like that type of stuff. But, sure, well, I 100% – Disagree with that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. No, nobody, nobody writing off Aaron Rodgers. You can never write off Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. And, and yesterday, last night, or well, Monday night football, really just sort of proved it as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I have to thank actually because I was playing fantasy football and he got me zero point two points enough to win my matchup. So thank you very oh. much to Aaron Rodgers. But well you know. Aaron Rodgers, it, and if, in fact, at large points of the game against the, with the Detroit Lions, the Lions did okay, but um, Aaron Rodgers is just Aaron Rodgers and you just can't write him off, especially when he's got Devontae Adams with him. And some Ooh, of the, sometimes... And it, that you connection know, still works yeah, so well. And sometimes, and I know this is a really obvious thing to say, but sometimes when Aaron Rodgers throws something and, then, and, and Devontae Adams catches the ball, you're thinking, I don't think that anybody else in the world mm. could have caught that ball. Because right. not only was it an amazing throw, but it's just that connection between the both of them. So 
I just think that the first week against New Orleans Saints, you've got to write it off. You've yeah. got to write it off. Yeah. It's almost like the Saints have to write it off as well as an anomaly and just sort of go from there. Um, so with the Green, Green Bay Packers and with Aaron Rodgers in particular, you know, he's fine. There's no issue. He doesn't need to give money back. As, as he famously, <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. As he famously said a couple of seasons ago, relax. Let's let's breathe a bit and let's get back onto what we're. Well, doing. I never get. I never feel like Aaron Rodgers is relaxed though. I always feel like he's 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 always annoyed about something. He's mm. a perfect. He's a bit like Tom Brady in that respect. He's a perfect like I am annoyed about something and I'm going to use it to fire. Fire right. me up! So I'm getting off. I'm getting off that stop. Uh, I'm, that. I'm, I'm I'm waiting for the next train. Uh, <laughs> next one, Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady is. I, uh, I'm aware of him. Yep. Good enough to play until he is fifty. Not not the, the not like will play because that implies him wanting to. But if if he did play till he's fifty, he could still be a force in the NFL. He's forty four now. Yeah. Six seasons, six, seven seasons from now. Yes, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. With You're staying on the train. I'm staying on the train. I'm, I'm going to agree with this because as a backup quarterback at age 47, 48, 49, after his – powers may have diminished no, by then. I, no, I'm not saying we can play. I'm saying like we'll be a force in the NFL. We'll, oh, we'll- oh, yes, still yes. And, I, and I, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was getting to, which is you stick Tom Brady. The reason the Bucks won the Super Bowl last year is not just because of Tom Brady's performance on the field. It's the fact that the type of leader he is can change an entire organization. The Bucs were not going to the Super Bowl with Jameis Winston the season before. They were, mm. they, with his play and with the tools that they got in, receivers, you know, Gronk and Antonio Brown and some other folks step in, you know, Leonard Fournette showed up. Who knew Leonard Fournette could run the, still run the ball like this? Because he definitely wasn't doing that in, was it Jacksonville? Jags, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't doing that with, for the Jags. But you stick that Tom Brady on any team, when he's that old, even if he's a quarterback, he would still be a force in the locker room. He would still be a force, you could argue, in the front office to make them, you know, make better decisions. So I, I think that he could, as even a backup quarterback at age 49 and three quarters, he could, he could be pretty, pretty impactful. Yeah. So his, his, uh, son is, uh, around 14 years old right right now Ooh. Uh, Tom Brady's son is 14 years old so that would mean that if he was in six years I say say yeah in six years yeah when he's 50 if he were playing in the NFL then um there's a legitimate chance that Tom Brady could be p- playing alongside people the same age as his son I would love to see his son get into the NFL, play alongside him at the Bucks. Play alongside. Him. I would love to see his son uh, give his dad a pick. 
I think they're, they're coming to like a leading, you know a leading cornerback be, or something. I that would want to see be that. So good. <laughs> the, oh, I don't you, know why that's filled me with so much joy. Dad, the, dad, the, dad the I picked you twice in this game, bro. Yeah, what are you exactly. Doing? You're still free for dinner later. Hey, you know, like, <laughs> you're paying. You're paying. Yeah, you're paying. All right. Next up, are you staying on this train? You getting off? Oh no, it's your go. You go. My go. My go. Your last oh, one. Yeah, my last one. <sighs> You are in total agreement. You are fine with twenty to 70,000 fans packing into these stadiums. You are – there's nothing wrong with this. Oh, there is nothing – I don't want to get – I don't want to get all into all of this. I, I, I tell you what, the only thing that I'm going to say about this is that – this is the only thing that I'm going to say. Sure, sure. Is that – it's. I like the full stadiums being. Of course back. you do. Who doesn't? But that. Yes, the biggest difference between last year and this year is that the stadiums are full. We get it. The fans cheering, fantastic. Just changes the league, changes the product for the better. But <laughs> I'm not. I. I tell you what. I. I refuse to get into this discussion. All I'm going to say the, is... The Miami Dolphins Stadium being full? Does it worry you? Yikes! Folks, I'll say it. Folks, I will... <laughs> I'm going to say what, what Jay won't say, which is, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yeah, well... Just, just a little concerned. I, I, I'll i be absolutely frank. Actually, I don't know what their... I don't know if there's a... Is there a testing procedure? I don't actually know. Uh, you got to be... I'm sure... I mean, are you... Who's checking 70,000 people to get in a SoFi stadium that all of their Vax cards are authentic? Ugh, whatever. Anyways, anyways, let's move on. I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to fall asleep over that stop. And then... Uh, <laughs> like the rest of the league, let's let's just move on. My last one for me. My last one. Andy Dalton's injury... Mm. is a good thing for the Chicago Bears. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to step onto the platform from the train mm. and wait till the train pulls off to see whether or not I hop off or hop on. <laughs> and I <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to play it dangerous for a second because I think the concern with the Bears, who don't have good quarterbacks, that's not a Chicago thing. They got fantastic defenses. They might have a pretty solid – I remember Walter Payton. He was a pretty good running back back in the day. Um, but I think the concern in Chicago are, is the coach and the GM making the right decisions as and putting their quarterback in the right position to win as opposed to whether or not – Justin Fields is going to actually produce. I think it's a good thing because it's Justin Fields. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, you never want to see someone get injured, particularly a veteran like Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah, uh, I'm, just I'm not just to be clear. But is it good for the Bears? Perhaps because I maybe Justin Fields gives them a bit of a jolt to, you know, to, to start producing a bit more on offense and, you know, and, and you just, I just really hope that they're that the that the team management GM and also the coach puts him in the right position to win. That's that's what I hope. That's what I'm hoping. And I guess the only thing I would say is, and I and I and I hadn't really clocked it 
um, until the other day is that you know Matt Nagy, the, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, who was so intertwined with the Kansas City Chiefs and bringing Patrick Mahomes into the fold, who obviously has gone on to do unprecedented things, really, right. as a quarterback. Um, Patrick Mahomes didn't play until the 17th game of the season. Mm. Um, you know, the, this their, first, their first year, right? of their first year, and then yeah. he took over the reins from Alex Smith after that. Um, and you know, there's something to be said for that, isn't there? And it's interesting. I was actually thinking about it, and I know that he did play a snap or two in, in the first game of the season, but you know, hardly, hardly really. And then was forced to come on in, in the second game. Right. I was, I was wondering if if that was really potentially his idea. He took inspiration from that, and maybe was planning on doing something similar, you know, tr- sort of letting him learn throughout the year mm. uh, before bringing him in as the starter next year. And, interesting, you know, interesting. When you, see that, when you see when it works with somebody like Patrick Mahomes, not saying that Justin feels like Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but when it when something like that happens, I can understand why he might be thinking that same thing. So I say, it's, it, you know, could it be a good thing? Absolutely. It might give him the reason, it might give him a, a chance to just breathe and just play in the NFL but at the same time, you've seen players go in too quickly or just, you know, not been quite uh, used to the speed of the NFL at the very least. Uh, and then it sort of put them off for their, you know, you've got, their whole career. Yeah, you've got the maybe let's hope for Justin Fields, I guess, if we're hoping <clears throat> for his success, that he has a Peyton Manning yeah, uh, like Troy Aikman sort of start, which the first years were terrible. And then they turn out to be Troy Troy Aikman and Peyton Manning. So, you know, I, I mean, I know that's rare, but um, I think did, did Peyton Manning win a game at all his first season? He, yeah, he did. He did, but he also threw the most interceptions in a season. Yeah, uh, I yeah, think yeah. it was uh, not just for a rookie. I think it was. A t- I can't remember. No, no, it might have been just for a rookie. I can't remember now. Yeah, um, and, and Troy Aikman had a terrible first year. So, and you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. And now we're still on the train. We are on. We're staying on the train. We're yeah, gonna, you know, I maybe just on this train. Yeah, put, yeah. put on our eye mask, chill out, put some headphones in. You know, listen to Enya, relax. Enya, <laughs> whoa, okay, sure, sure. You know, we've yeah, got to relax. Yeah. Listen to you Enya. Must be, you must be heading up north. Then you need to, <laughs> you need to mellow out. Then I'm good, mellowing out. That's it, mellowing yeah. out on my Amtrak. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're just gonna finish with this, Carter. I just, I just thought we'd do this week's awards. Right, I'm gonna give you three. Uh, three awards you want to give me and we can go through who we think is going to win each award okay yes sir so bounce back team bounce back team uh, I mean it's got to be the Green Bay Packers I mean surely only oh you mean from week one to week two yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. certainly yeah yeah. the Packers make sense you know after the rubbish rubbish game against New Orleans Saints and then managing to uh, sufficiently beat the Detroit Lions Mm -hmm. Uh, the biggest WTF now I've got one, but you can jump in if you fancy it. I am going to say the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> That's your answer to like everything. Uh, okay, okay, not the Giants. Um, the it doesn't need to be a team. It can be a moment. It can be a player. It can be anything. Uh, WTF, which is biggest? What the somebody F moment? Said- so in a positive way, I think. I think it was yeah. Arizona. Someone hit a sixty-two-yard field goal. Oh yeah, amazing! Yeah. Just I, it completely changes how you play offense if you can hit sixty yarders, man. Man, Matt Prater, sixty-two-yard field goal, franchise yeah. record. 
uh, incredible. Actually, my my biggest WTF moment was actually going to be along the same lines. Actually, uh, uh, you know, in the in the uh, in the if it was in the same game. So you got Matt Prater, sixty two yard field goal, and then right at the end of the game, Vikings kicker Greg Joseph lined mm. up for you know what seemed like a simple field goal attempt, thirty seven yards away, seconds I left in the fourth it. quarter. Exactly. Minnesota doing Minnesota things, unfortunately, with their kickers. Uh, Joseph missed the kick. Vikings now 0-2. And And best hair. Only one answer for this. Oh, I don't even know. Tom Brady. I mean, come on. He's nearly 50. Oh, my gosh. Give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a break. Best facial hair goes to Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Uh, Oh, best facial hair. I'm not sure I like some of the the blonde locks at some place. But you can't see them because their helmets are always on. But, yeah. No, it's just the age. I think I'm just, I just think I'm just like looking at Tom Brady. I'm like, yo, that ain't real. Uh, anyway, um, Carter, thank you very much for this week's edition of Rock and Roll American Football. Uh, I'll see you next Tuesday, yeah? Next Tuesday, oh, it is. See you next, you can't say see you next Tuesday. It means something else. Was it, see you next Tuesday? What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, can't say it. No, I can't say it. Next Tuesday? What happens on Tuesdays? The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.